want to get more yellow in this light. <laughs> dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dad Without a Dad. That is Dad Without a Dad. My name is Jose Jose de la Roca, and I have my friend Andy. We're basically just two dads. I live in Claremont, California. Andy lives in England. Yes, England. And we basically talk about dad stuff. Both of us didn't have a dad growing up, so now that we are parents ourselves, we're trying to be the best that we can be. And we're sharing with you all of our experiences as dads who didn't have a dad growing up. And I think we're doing okay. I mean, especially just how our kids are doing. My son is very smart. He's actually five years old. And Andy has a wonderful two-year-old whose birthday is coming up soon. And I just want to say welcome back to Andy because every time, every two months, Andy comes to the his podcast, his own podcast. And he says, don't worry, next week I'll be here. And then I had yep. to get a, a wonderful writer, another podcast to come up uh, by the, the show to cover uh, Andy's uh, yellow screen. And then, you know, wait for him to say, I'm not promoting any more games. By the way, I think I, I messed up the last podcast. I said that you create games. You actually don't create <laughs> games. Definitely don't. 100%. Andy, welcome um, back. Thank you, man. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah. I, 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 the problem is, is that whenever I'm not here, you get really interesting guests on. And I think it's a better show. So I'm like, ah, I hope they can take this one. He's got a good guest this week. So, yeah, I think we're all right. He knows a job. lot of people over the Internet. Actually, uh, Carrie, Carrie Jones, uh, um, uh, I had, she had me on her podcast and then I told her, hey, you should come by. And then when I knew you were not going to be, I think, I don't think I, I even asked you, I kind of figured that you were busy. So I just went ahead and this time I just uh, told Carrie, hey, come by to the podcast. And I, I do another podcast where I just talk about um, things that is going on through my mind on not related mm -hmm. to parenting. And I asked her, I'm like, which podcast do you want to do? And she said, how about let's do the, the dad one? And I'm like, cool. So we did it, and I didn't expect. I thought we were going to do the other podcast. And then I just put it up, and I don't think I even told you. I just put it up, and I was like, hey, there you go. So. <laughs> it was good. It was good. The more guests, the better, I think. Because ultimately, like, like, the whole reason we started this one was because because we didn't have dads growing up. We kind of were always – we need. I, I needed someone to compare notes with, right? I think the great thing is with this is that – you're so far removed from like everything else because obviously you literally live on a different continent. I can tell you stuff and ask you questions where I get a completely different opinion, uh, which is always massively useful. So, yeah, um, I think it's uh, the more people, the better, man. I, I, having me on every two weeks, <laughs> that's probably too much for people anyway. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm good to be happy to be back. It's a happy day. Very happy. Uh, it's good to be back. Oh, uh, and... Just to, you know how I always say that um, <laughs> the podcasts that you are not in are the best ones? Yeah. Okay. So, statistically, uh, in terms of this year, sir, our dinosaur podcast will be the best podcast of the year. So, there you go, sir. You and I, we have the best podcast of the year this so far. And it looks like it's just for some reason, I don't know if because of the cover or because we're so professionals. And like Will said, we are the scientists of the world. And we were talking yeah, about how dinosaurs are so stupid. They ate each other and that's how they got instinct. And I think that's why the podcast is doing so well. I think Will said we were paleontologists. <laughs> um, but he, he misspelled it, which I was a little bit disappointed about. Um but yeah, I'm 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 happy about that. I think uh, you know it was the it was the clip that you sourced. I think that was the good thing. It was a good clip. Uh, we know nothing, and it's good to preface that at the beginning of the podcast, right? Um, but we're getting there. We we we're, we're learning about this parental thing, and we're learning about everything. And yeah, it's good. It's it's just good to have a laugh for a couple of hours, really. Uh, especially with your new background. What's up with the yellow? You had to tell people what, what I'm looking at because it, this is an audio podcast. And by the way, before you start to describe your yellow background, uh, I want to tell people that 
uh, I logged into Skype and I see Andy and Andy is in a different setup. And I'm like, oh, did you move? And he's like, no, I had to move the microphone, the chair, the table, because the cat was where I'm usually at when I record the podcast. Let me repeat this. The cat was where I usually record the podcast. Let me repeat this. He couldn't tell the cat, shh, move. I need to record the podcast. He decided to move the chair, move the table, move the microphone. I don't know if he moved the PC because I can't see that. (laughs) Because he didn't want to bother the cat. So here's the thing. And here's the thing that nobody tells you when you have kids, um, or at least a kid, is that your animals, if you live with any animals, they are going to absolutely hate it for like for a few years, a couple of years at least, right? And my cats are quite old anyway. They're like 10 plus. So they've got like four years of mileage on them left, like tops, maybe five, maybe six. So whenever I see the cats, they always, they don't look sad. They look happy to see me, but I'm always like, oh man, must suck to have like a two-year-old just like tearing around the house constantly scaring the shit out of you guys. Um, so yeah, so I just didn't want to move the cat. Um, I'm in basically the yellow room, it seems like, in this <laughs> yes. house. Um, so <laughs> basically there's like units that are all wood behind me that are yellow. I'm actually recording, down, recording downstairs in my living room um, on a laptop, so I didn't have to move too much. But yeah, you always got to think about the cats, man. Always got to think about the cats because they're... um. They're, they're nocturnal animals. They're knocking around when we're sleeping upstairs. They could be getting up to anything up there. So, yeah. Well, first thing I want to say is that uh, there's two uh, listeners in our podcast. Uh, the ones that are with Andy about the cat. And the yeah. other ones that are with me that don't care and hate cats. So, there's two different opinions here. I'm not going to go into why I don't like cats. But uh, every time Andy talks about his cats my respect level goes a little bit down <laughs> but anyways you had to tell people so let, let me explain everything behind you is made out of yellow wood yeah then you decided to to wear a yellow yep. wood like shirt his yep. hair is kind of yellowish wood hair he has reddish kind of beard and with his pale skin, makes it a little yellowish. And yep. he was eating a yellow banana. So yep. I don't know if we're going to call this what I wanted to call, as in power, because we were going to talk about power. But I think we're going to call this yellow submarine or something. I don't know. <laughs> Could just call it yellow. It's a great color, yellow. Think about all the cool things in the world that are yellow. It's a, it's a nice color. Besides banana? Yeah, bananas. Bananas great. Um Chips, crisps, they're kind of yellow-ish. Crisp? Um, I don't think we have crisps here. Well, I'm not a big got, chip guy, so we have Lay's. Got, yeah, they're like they're like Walker's crisps. They're like, you know, potatoes are kind of yellow. There must be other yellow shit. Mm. <laughs> Yellow's a good color. I like yellow. Yellow's a good color. Every time, uh, I don't know if it's me because I come from radio where you constantly have to, like, talk. Uh, mm. We just had... Uh, uh, two wonderful men from uh, a podcast called Nights um, Friday Nights Game, and then um, they were pausing a lot, and then kind of made me. I mean, they were great, uh, great yeah. podcast. Go listen to them. Go listen to the, their podcast. But I don't know if it's my radio thing with me that I need to constantly have sound in the podcast. I cannot have long breaks. It kind of bothers me. I don't know if it's weird, but they will have long breaks where. I didn't know what to do. I was like, they're still in the middle of a lot. I'm like, should I come in? And I, I think I cut them off a couple of times because I felt like, are they done? I'm like, hello. So anyways. Yeah. And then that, I, that's the sound engineer within you though, right? But if you, but the, the, the trick is putting like an audio bed there, right? So <laughs> if there's a tiny bit of audio background, if it's like, if some people do whatever. Like if you, if you listen to video game podcasts, they always have like chip tunes in the background, like eight bit stuff. Um, and that kind of makes them feel better about the gaps. But I mean, I don't know. I'm cool with the gaps. Gaps is fine. Um, yeah, and it means you don't have to worry about the levels either, which is much better. Uh, anyways, so let's talk about um, how. So, Lakers won. 
the Dodgers won, and Joe Biden won. So let's get this out of the way. And Andy and I are very happy, not only for the United States, not only for our country, but it's a global thing. And I just want to say that I became political a little bit for a couple of weeks where I was trying to encourage people to vote. I wasn't telling people who to vote to, even though I had a little cool uh, Star Wars video where I said, fuck Trump. Um, but I didn't say who you should vote for. So I wanted to encourage people to go out and vote. On Tuesday, I was a little down. And today we received the news that Joe Biden won. And what I told Andy, just to get this thing out of the way, is that I knew that becoming political was going to be a risky move, that I was going to get some blowback or anything. And I did. And I don't want to go into details, but if you were living in a bubble and didn't think this election was a big deal, first of all, it's fine because it's America. It's the United States of America. You could do and think whatever you want. But if my niece texts me today, Saturday, at 8.45 in the morning saying that she was happy, she's only 12 because Joe Biden has won, that tells you how big this election was. My girlfriend said that her people in her family in Mexico text her that they were happy. Another friend of ours, her family members in El Salvador told them that they were happy. This hasn't happened ever or that I know. A lot of people are happy and I'm sure a lot of people are, are you know, sad or something. And I just want to say the thing that I'm most happy is that maybe we're going to be able to beat this virus, which is one of the most things most the thing that I was worried more about everything and that's all I had to say I'm happy that Lakers won Dodgers won and Biden won and like I said on my social media I'm done I'm done with political stuff and I'm done with a lot of things and I need to concentrate on two things one is to make more videos because I like doing videos and two is trying to get Andy on the podcast every week that's all <laughs> so let me so so can i give you the uk perspective on all this stuff and obviously i, I i'm because i'm from the uk i can speak for the whole of the uk i'm pretty sure that's yeah that's how that works right yeah <clears throat> so universally at least over here there's been a level of intrigue about the the election because no one vast majority speaking for the uh, speaking vast majority of people can't really understand why america voted for trump in the first place um but watching the, the the cavalcade of craziness that has happened over the past four years, I think it was even crazier that we thought he could get in again. Um, and the fact that he hasn't, uh, I think it's, it's kind of a victory for compassion. Uh, I think that's how most UK people view it uh, and, a, and, a, and a victory for common sense as well. So, yeah, uh, I think... That's why you got those congratulatory messages from from people in other countries, because I think ultimately Trump is kind of a, a symbol for for I almost say political, um, not necessarily political hatred, but political um, antagonism, like using uh, the divisions between people, between different cultures and kind of stoking them up. Um, so I think that's why it's ultimately being celebrated across the world it's being celebrated in europe being celebrated in the uk because he is a figure for that political division uh, and i think ultimately most people just want to be happy and want to feel comfortable and want to feel um like they're valued uh and i think under his presidency there are certain people that that don't um uh so yeah that, that's kind of my take on it and again if you guys don't agree with us, that is actually good because yep. uh, I don't know about over there and how the queen works. But over here, <laughs> um, you had the right to have feelings. You had the right to freedom of speech. And if you don't agree with our political views, uh, one, we try not to say it. But this is like I said, two weeks ago, I made a decision to do a couple of videos to start supporting and say encouraging people to vote not to encourage people to vote for who but just to go out there and show 
uh, because it took me 17 years to become a citizen, right? So I think yep. it was my right uh, as a citizen to just put my 0. 0.0000 cents out there. And um, and yeah, but if you disagree with our views, it's okay because it's a free country and that's why we're here for it. And that's how we show you know, the world that we could be a great nation. I don't want to say the best nation because at the moment we're not even close to that, but we could become a great nation, hopefully. And that's what I was talking to Andy. I was like, uh, what should we talk about? And I know this subject was going to come out and because it has to, you know, it's like it has to. But I also was telling Andy how I wanted to talk about power because, you know, power is a very, it goes overall right and on tuesday i fa i felt powerless that i couldn't you know n not that i couldn't change me but i couldn't have a the power of saying yes we're going to beat the the virus or the power of saying i'm hopeful that we don't have a war with china or stuff like that and i i felt powerless in a way that I couldn't control anything because it was up there in the sky that maybe we were not going to beat the, the virus. And as dads, not having a power, it's kind of scary because, hey, we kind of lived a, a good life. I mean, even though we're young, but I'm, you know, the ways we're going is like, oh, my God, but what if there's a war next year? What if we don't beat this thing? I just want my son to have a good life. I would just want my son to grow up happy or grow up healthy and be at my age and have better things that I do and things. So I felt powerless. And then I told myself, I never want to feel this way anymore because I want to have the power of changing my own future, of changing my own ways, of giving me the power of changing how much money I make, giving me the power of how much, how my son is going to do later on in school, have able to go to uh, university or have savings, have that power. And I didn't want anybody to take the power of myself being predicting my own future anymore, you know? And, mm. and when I told you about power, you were like, oh, you know, is it political? And then I was thinking, you know what? Power is not political. There's a lot of power out there. For example, like as a responsible dad, our jobs kind of have a power over us, right? Yeah. Because they give us money to be able to pay the rent or the mortgage and feed our families. If our jobs tell us to do something, we kind of have to do it. So that's a little bit of power. And it comes to kids too. If you're a responsible, caring parent, our kids have a lot of power on us. Whether mm. you know it or not, you know, you're if you're a caring, responsible parent, your sons are going to dictate how kind of we live our lives, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the, the the thing is with even if you take the meaning of the word power, right, like it's it's quite a loaded term because it comes with, you know, you can talk about abuse of power or you can talk about the pursuit of power or whatever. It kind of have negative connotations. But I think the way that we're talking about it is like um, self-determination a little bit, right? Like trying to figure out how to take the power back that you, of things that you have control over. Um, so for like for yourself talking about, you know, having the power to determine you know, where you go, where the next paycheck comes in, where you put your own efforts and things like that. Like that's really important. Um, and I think for me, like I definitely struggle with, uh, you know, work-life balance a little bit. And that is the power of the pressures, I would say, to, to, to stay employed, to keep earning money so that, you know, I can give my son, like you were talking about with yours, like, you know, give him a, a better existence than I had. Um, but I think it, it's power is a really interesting thing to kind of think about because ultimately, you know, your son or daughter has lots of power over you. It's inevitable. Like you're going to, cause you care about them. You love them. You want them to feel okay as much as possible and happy all the time. Um, but at the same time, it's also really, really easy for you to kind of, you know, as a parent, especially as a young child as well, it's really easy for you to go, no, forget that you're not doing that you're doing this and then they cry and then you can kind of grind them down and then they end up doing it anyway but the thing is like that is power of in itself right and that is you know you need to use that wisely i think for me and it's something that me and my wife talk about quite a lot is like the um the gender roles 
right? So mums traditionally tend to nurture and the father traditionally tends to be a little bit of a disciplinarian. And we were just thinking about that and how naturally parental styles kind of fit into those two things. Um, and there's definitely been times where we've been like, I don't, I, like for me, for some reason that I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a disciplinarian. I don't necessarily know where that comes from. Um, but it's not like over, it's not that, like it's, it's not like when I say disciplinarian, like you think of like a, a dude with a cane or something, like it's nothing <laughs> like that. It's more just like, you know, he's like, no, you need to brush your teeth. Like, please brush your teeth or please do this, please do that. Um, or like, you know, if he's had the phone for a bit too long, I'm the first person to come in and go, no, phone time's over, whatever. Um, and I think ultimately you need to be careful about how you wield power across your life. And, and parenting is the same thing, right? Like you don't want to be a consistently a, a kind of a negative uh kind of or an enforcer if you like um because it just you know it kind of it changes the dynamic a little bit and i think um i th i have a good example of losing power with my mom yeah. right like i think we t i talked about this before where mm. my brother he's 15 years older than me he was like the the father figure for me right uh i have this uh i think i said it before and it talks it is power where my mom will tell me to wash the dishes, I don't do it. I don't care. Yeah. My brother tells me wash the dishes, I'll do it immediately, right? So mm -hmm. that's kind of my mom lost power over me, right? And I think if you want to backtrack that, at the beginning of a child's, you know, life, we have power over them because we are the male figure, the father figure, the mm. parent figure, but it's going to be for us to deserve that power overall, yeah. right? Because we need to show them that we care. We need to show them that we're yeah. right. Because, you know, we yep. could also be wrong at, at putting power over them, right? Like, we could also be doing something wrong and keep telling them to do it, and then they're going to realize we were wrong, and then we lose power, right? Uh, <laughs> here is very... Like, I think yesterday I was trying to do something and then um, I was trying to record an audition. I'll be honest. I was trying to record an audition and then my son was watching TV and I'm like, it's already 45 minutes. So I should hurry up to finish this editing this audition and send it. And I couldn't do it. The, for some reason, the audio wasn't matching with the video and I just recorded it. Anyways, I was kind of doing a lot of stuff and I told him it's enough to do um to watch TV and he wasn't turning it off. So I kind of got frustrated there. He finally turned it off. And then I heard him start playing um, on the back. Uh, and he started bringing his Legos. Uh, I don't know if you could see, but we, I record in a little corner studio. Behind me, there's like an empty square where, you know, anybody could. Usually there will be a table there in normal situations, yeah. but he plays right there. There's a couch. There's a square living room. And he usually plays right there in the middle. Uh, over and 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 over, we had told them not to be right behind me because I don't see him and the chair is elevated. And if I go back a little bit, I could smash his fingers, right? Yeah. I have told them, and hopefully this goes on record, I had told them <laughs> like literally millions of times, don't be behind me because you never know. And then So I'm doing all this stuff and I decided to just record the audition again. And then I backed a little bit, turned to the left. And for like a mini, mini, mini little hair, I didn't roll over his whole hand. Wow. And I just, because I just went like, um, I, I don't know if you could describe it. So I just went back, turned to yeah. get up. And then when I turned, I saw his hand right there and the wheel of the chair passing like literally i mean it was luck and then i got lit i was like how yeah. many times i had to tell you don't and i had to explain them i was like man this is not something that i haven't told you yeah and this is not something that i'm just doing it because i want to i'm basically yeah. just telling you to be safe and i don't want to roll over your so you know Let's just say that at some point it happens is he's going to understand that, hey, this fucker was right. Right. So yeah. that gives me I don't want to say power, but power to for him to 
respect me and kind of do the things that I want him to do, right? Yeah. But that's shouting at him. That's like, um, that's a fear thing as well, right? Because like you, you, you could have caused him, you know, completely accidentally could have caused him injury and caused him pain. And that sucks. Like the guilt that you feel when you do that is crazy. Um, I think for me with my son, like it's only happened a couple of times and it's always like footballs related or something <laughs> like that. It's always like something vaguely dumb. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one because ultimately you don't, and I don't think it's not a gendered thing, right? Like it's not like dad's always the disciplinary and a mum's always the, the, the primary love giver or anything like that. It's, it's nothing like that. It, it can be either or I, I, I think parental relationships, if there's two of you, there's kind of, I, th I think they tend to default in one or the other. And then obviously they're not rigid either. I think they can flip. Um, and I think if you're a single parent, that's even more challenging because you have to do both, which is, which is insane. Massive respect to any single parents out there. Um, but yeah, that, that power is, um, it's really easy to kind of overlook it and not realize what a lasting impression it has on kids. Um, especially really, really young kids. Uh, so yeah, it's just, um, it is a hard thing to, to deal with. I think on the other side for me, so what I really struggle with is, is the work life balance power thing, which is like work has a lot of power over me and not because of the, the, the people that I work with or the company or whatever. It's just purely the, you know, the want to do a good job or the want to do the best that I could or not to let anyone down. That is a power thing that I feel all the time. And I think before as a parent, I could just live off that really and kind of allow that to kind of take center stage almost uh, apart from the relationship with my with my wife as well. And I think with since my son's come along, that's had to change. And I think, uh, you know, that that occasionally causes friction as well. And that's a power issue. That's a power balance issue. That's me needing. And this is something I struggle with all the time. I'll continue to struggle with it, I'm sure. Um, but understanding, you know, that I personally have the power to choose what I think is the most important thing in my life. And it, it's got to be my kids. It's got to be my family. Um, but there's always times when you get sucked in, right? You get sucked into what you're doing or you get sucked into the job that you're doing or you get sucked into, you know, this is a really good product. I don't want to let anyone down. Or I'm working on a really good game. These guys are really good. It's their heart and soul they put into this. I should be doing the same, blah, blah, blah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a really hard balance to strike. And I think that that's kind of what we mean about power in this context, right? Like we're not talking about, you know, us, me wanting to storm into number 10 or you wanting to storm into the White House. Like we're talking about like, that individual power that we have on a on a day-to-day -day basis to kind of control what's important um and, but it is and yeah like we always said right like um, we always hear sharing our situations but we're never going to grab you and tell you hey this is what you should do right Absolutely we're just here not. telling no. people hey this is what we do if you think yeah. it works it works if it doesn't same thing like i always tell people i'm like i'm not going to tell you how to deal with your kids First of all, the first thing you should have done is not have kids. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> like, uh. But, you know, I kind of deal with the same thing with you, right? Because, uh, you know, we like to be dads, and mm. but we still need to feed the family, right? So it's one of those, yeah. you have a, a good permanent job, and I'm trying to figure out ways to have more income. So it's, you know, uh, that Tuesday night I was asking uh, uh, my partner, I was like, am I doing things correctly? Should I change something? I need to have an input in you because you're always here. And then, you know, we figure how like I'm doing so many things that nothing is working. So I need to concentrate what I like. So that's what I mean. Go subscribe on my YouTube channel and then maybe I could do something funny there and what I like. I like doing this podcast um, with Andy, of course, hopefully every week. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and guests as well. Don't forget the guests. And, <laughs> and do uh, YouTube videos and try to either make them funny or different and stuff like that. But every time I have this like work and time as a parent issue, you know how I deal with it? I always wonder how does like a Bill Gates does it? If because if you had to think big, right? How yeah. does a guy who owns the one of the biggest companies in the world 
gets to be a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that how does like a big actor like Tom Hanks gets to gets to be a dad? How does a Mark Cuban because I was watching Shark Tank and he started talking yeah. about his kids and I'm thinking how does this fucker gets to be a dad? You know what I mean? Does he yeah. is he really a dad? And do you have to sacrifice? Kobe Bryant said it right. I had to sacrifice my family in order to become the best basketball player. And not he didn't mean like his girls. He meant like everybody else. He didn't have yeah. friends. He didn't have family members. He only had Vanessa, his girls, whenever he was. And that's it. And then basketball was everything else. All right. So, you know, next time you're having this issue, realize that people like Bill Gates, Kobe Bryant, they had the same issue probably. And they had to choose between work, business, uh, pleasure, whatever you want to call it. Because for them, I think the secret of becoming successful is not about thinking the success, but thinking of doing something that you love and doing it right, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't hear Mark Cuban's kid saying that this fucker was the worst. <laughs> he probably said, yeah, he's probably never here all the time. But I guess that's the sacrifice you had to do, right? Yeah, I think so. But again, it comes down to, like, I'm guessing, like, Tom Hanks is a great example, right? Because his, his son's, like, older now, um, whatever his name is, can't remember what his son's called, but he's, he's cool, he's been in films. Um, I would imagine it's like, he's not here for four months, but then he's, when he's here for eight months, he's here for eight months, and he's here, and he's attentive, and he's spending lots of time with them. Um yeah, I, it, that's a really interesting point. I, I, yeah, I have no idea. I think that the, the the interesting topic that that brings up, though, right, which is like, well, how much realistically do you want to dedicate? Like, if you're making enough money, surely that's kind of the goal, right? It's like to make enough money to keep going and stay comfortable, but at the same time have enough time to spend with your kids. I think it's an individual choice. I think it's a really tricky one. I think everyone must will struggle with that. I'm sure. Hey, do you guys make beans over there? Do we make beans? <laughs> yeah, because I think we're making beans, and I think they're going over. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's all> right. <laughs> What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here, and I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order. That is de la roca, D-E-L-A-R-O-C-A. Jose, who Jose, who won that game of Connect Four? By the way, uh, I'm, I keep telling you guys this. Uh, I don't know how he he suffers from not being independent, but this my son is one of the most smartest motherfuckers I've known. He knows what we have when we play dominoes. He knows how to yeah. beat you in Connect Four. <laughs> he shows the cars on Uno, so. We could yeah. beat him at that, but uh, he's he's such a smart boy, man. It's like we're lucky. But um, I'll t I'll tell you one thing that happened on Friday okay. uh, regarding that. Um, because uh, I decided to take a break from stuff, and uh, I had some more free time by not doing million things. Um, I was done exercising everything around 11 and I said, you know what? Let's just be like I told you, I'm going to be more of a dad now. Not that I wasn't before, but I'm going to just do whatever you want, man. And we play for like two hours. Right. And then mom come home. Uh, she came home and then we had, uh, lunch and then they went to, um, uh, school cause they start school remotely. Of course, around three, I think I even took a nap. I got up and then uh, I was checking the phone. Uh, uh, I was reading on stocks and then he had a break and then he came uh, to me. And he's like, oh, he wanted to play with me. And I literally just said, no, I play with you for two hours. 
That's it. I've done my time. <laughs> so basically, that's I guess that's the the solution of our little problem. Where I think I saw I realized that before. Where I'm going to give you an hour of my time completely. Shut the phone down, whatever it is, and we did it. And you were happy. We we're happy. And then, uh, see you tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's such a weird thing isn't it because like uh, so my son he just doesn't want to play with anyone at all he's just happy playing with himself like you know you could put him in a room with a bunch of toys like but it, i think it's an age thing right because they uh obviously because my son's only two i don't think mentally they can consider sharing with someone else no they don't see that the playing like potential to play with someone else no yeah Ours I'm, was, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> ours <laughs> was touchy, touchy, f- be with me. I think it's we, like, uh, we created a little monster like that. Because I'm very, even though I don't like to be around people, I don't, I'm very physical when it comes to, like, sharing my feelings, right? So I'm always, like, yeah. on top of him or on top of my girlfriend. I'm always tickling people or just grabbing him from one arm and the other leg and turning him around or throwing him in the... So I guess that's why we messed up anyways, but uh, I guess so. And, and another thing about power is like you were talking about you, you're kind of potty trained, right? Because that's another thing, how yeah. you show power, right? You teach him yep. stuff and somehow you turn out to be right, whether you want it or not. And then they see, hmm, this guy must be onto something. <laughs> that's how you hope the dialogue goes in their head right that that's what you hope but i i swear it's like an etch sketch in there like it's just everything's all over the place it goes to sleep and then it's all blank the next day like um the potty training thing's really interesting and it's such a like it's a dark hole to go down <laughs> in terms of once things once things start going wrong and you start reading up on it on the internet it's like the worst thing you could possibly do so <clears throat> again, not doctors, don't know, dumb research. Uh, we're not doctors at all. But, you know, my experience is getting my son to pee in a potty is really just about perseverance and just about like, right, taking a nappy off now. You need to tell me when you need to go to the toilet. And then he won't hardly ever um, until he has an accident. But if I go, hey, I'm going to the toilet now. Do you want to? Do you want to go to the toilet with me, and you can go in the potty. Most of the time, he's like, no, no, and I'm like, no, it'll be f- not fun, but you know, we'll go together, and then afterwards, I'll get you a snack. And he's like, mm. okay, that kind of works. Uh, he can't figure out the differences between like, at the moment, during potty, potty training, he is just uh, he's naked like from the halfway down because as soon as you put any trousers on him he just thinks it's a nappy and then he'll just go um so it is a bit weird because you kind of have to be quite strict and you have to go no now it's time to go to the toilet no it is time to go to the toilet and he's like oh i don't need to it's like no now's the time so again that's that's that power thing coming in right that's the um the slightly uh, the enforcer style parenting coming in Uh, but then he goes to the toilet and he's fine and then it's like, again, you have to go, no, you're not done. You need to wash your hands. And it's like, okay, I'll wash my hands. It's like, no, you really need to like use the soap and like actually do it. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then it's like, no, you really need to like dry them on a towel as well. You can't just like <laughs> wash them over a towel a little bit. You really need to it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So it's like that. But again, it's attritional. It's like, um, you know, you have to do that like five times during the time that he's awake um, at least. And then occasionally you'll have accidents, but you just need to be patient and, and hope it's okay. But this has happened at the same time where he's decided not to have naps. So now it's like no nap time whatsoever now. So it makes this these periods of awake like super, super intense, especially towards the end of the day because you, you get tired, right? Um, and he gets tired as well. And he gets tireder now than he was before and he can't really figure it out because he doesn't want to have a nap. So, you know, he'll wake up at like 10 or not 10. God, I wish uh, he'll wake <laughs> up at like, you know, seven or maybe quarter to seven in the morning. And then he'll be up until like half six. And then we start the routine, uh, which is like a bath. And then he'll he'll go to bed. Um, but we'll read him a few stories before then. But like that, when you have that two hour break in the middle as a parent, 
you can kind of like recharge, watch something on Netflix, have a nice bit of lunch with your wife uh, or, or, or you sex. Know, your partner or whatever. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas that's kind of gone now, which is fine because that's inevitable. It happens. Um, I got to tell you, but, I don't know why yeah. you guys. Well, I guess it's him, but that yeah. nap, I mean, I think he was still napping until last year. So it's like one of those things that uh, that nap, if anybody's listening, have the little one. Don't lose the nap until it's required by like <laughs> going to uh, middle school or whatever it's called. Uh, because it really is a lifesaver. You could also take a nap. You could watch TV, work on work, uh, yeah. you know, have an intimate relationship with whatever your partner is and things <laughs> like, no, seriously, it's like it's, yeah. it recharges you so much, you know? Yeah. Um, right. But you got to tell us some tips about what are your tips for potty train? A- and by the way, he's going to be three, right? You're kind of late to the yeah. game. I, I mean, so here's the thing. So I, I kind of think that as well, but we, we always let him lead, right? And I think what he's noticed is when he goes to nursery and when he goes to uh, see other kids that are in his, like, room, I can't remember what the room's called, but they're split by, like, years. And essentially, I think he sees other kids who are who are, who are toilet trained. And we don't have to be toilet trained until we're four, right? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was... that's when he goes to school. Over here um, is uh, before he's three, he has to wow, be really? Like that's crazy. Something like that, I forgot. Yeah, but that that's why you the Americans are so, like, you know, uptight when it comes to, like, doo-doo and stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we, we don't have to do ours until we're four, which is their first year at school, so when they're, like, reception age. Um, so we were, like, we, we didn't want to pressure him to do it, but he's ready to do it now. Um, so I think my big advice would be, it's, it's always the same parental advice, which is be patient. What you're trying to do is hard. It's too hard for them. They've had their entire existence up to that point is basically pooing and peeing where they stand. And somehow you come along or like, ah, this thing, you can't do that anymore. Um, you need to do it in a specific place. And you're doing it at a time where they're like, you know, they're not like, when they're two it's not like they're fuck you kind of attitude <laughs> but they are but they are like how would i describe it there's been times where i've sat down we've got like a three-person sofa in our living room and i've sat down with my wife and him and we've all had lunch together and he's been like so paranoid that i'm gonna have a bit of his lunch they'll say daddy you go sit over there and that's on the sofa across the room right which again is a little bit of the power thing um so yeah, so you have to keep that in mind that at this point, between the ages of two or three, they are figuring themselves out in the world and they've they've had everything catered to them, right? And everyone does everything for them and almost does what they say. Um, so there's that going on. At the same time, you chuck in like a, you know, you need to go to potty when I tell you to go potty or you need to wash your hands or do whatever. So my big advice is just try and get in their headspace as much as you can to try and figure it out um you know be patient it takes time but you know there was a time we've been going for a few weeks now and it can last as long as a month even longer for some kids um and like some of the proudest moments i've had with him have been when he's like disappeared and then he's walked upstairs gone to the toilet himself and then come back down and that's pretty amazing um but then there's other times like today where he's had a bit of a bad day today so you know we've had to clean the sofa cushions like twice um (laughs) you know that happens you just you just gotta go with it um the the other thing i haven't talked about is poo uh and and so apparently from a mental perspective um pooing for kids when you're potty training is actually quite scary um because they've got this weird thing that's very solid and very real coming out of them and they're not used to that like urine's easy because it's like it's just water right whereas poo is something that they do it and it's there and it's kind of permanent and they can see it um whereas urine they can't well they they can see it and they can smell it but once it goes into like a place it's like a puddle it's so it changes to something different right whereas when you have a poo it's poo coming out it's a poo once it's out um so apparently it's scarier uh so that's another thing that we've been struggling with is just 
getting him to poo in a, poo in a potty. It's never happened uh, yet. Um, but we're hopeful that it will happen soon. So when it comes to poo, I've got no idea. I've got no advice. So when uh, when you say potty train, are you making him sit down in the little uh, toy one and for him to go pee pee? Yeah, yeah. So he's got one. <laughs> he's got one upstairs and he's got one downstairs. Um, yeah, uh, but it's great. I mean, he he likes it. Uh, I think like... I I already said my advice. What like two years ago? So, um, and this is. Because I already have years of experience. Like, it's funny yeah. how, like, uh, I helped raise three kids. And then, so I kind of know the things. Like, when my son wasn't letting us sleep, I just told my girlfriend, let me have a, a, a weekend and I'll fix him. Uh, and the same thing happened when uh, he needed to be potty trained. He stayed with me a whole week when he used to go to school all the time. And he came out potty trained. And by the way, I'm not saying I'm the best because no, like I do things like that, but I'm also not good at many things. Uh, and that's when my girlfriend takes over. That's the whole relationship that we always talk about. <laughs> but um, I stay with him for a whole uh, 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 week because I knew what to do because I seen it with my nephew. I seen it with my with my niece. And it, it was kind of of what you said. We didn't go completely naked because my 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 nephew and my niece didn't go like completely naked from their waist down, but we did take out the, the diaper. So whatever mm. happened, happened. But yeah. the way I did it with my son was like, like you said, every two hours, whether you need to or not, you're going to go to the restroom. So we made him go every two hours, whether you need it or not for him to have a repetition for him to understand that he needed to pee. He needed to go poo poo. And one of the good things uh, when it comes to poo with me that I don't know if I should say this, but or not with my niece, my nephew and my son is that they don't have that loose, explosive, whatever <laughs> poo that you have. It's very like, you know, little balls. And, you know, yeah. I'm just talking because it's 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 easier to clean or yeah. to pick it up or to just put it in the than any other thing that other kids might have, which is scary for other parents. But I was lucky that they have little balls where you could just pick them up and that's it, you know, <laughs> just clean a little bit and that's it. Imagine somebody. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so my recommendation is basically, yeah, take off the, and if it happens, happens. And that's how they learn. I mean, I don't know if uh, it's a power thing where you just say, hey, this is where it's going to happen. But, you know, and every two hours we'll put them to, and at some point he was done now the the one that we struggle with is actually the cleaning one because i really didn't know how to i know how to potty train but i didn't know how to teach him to clean their own booty because we're men we don't even <laughs> clean our own ass <laughs> i that's uh yeah mate that's a whole different kettle of fish can of worms whatever of analogy you want to use like yeah i haven't thought about that yet um I think with men, <laughs> generally speaking, I, so, it's, so it, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And I think uh, it takes years of practice uh, to, get, to get good at it. Um, so, yeah, again, it's probably the same advice applies, right? Like, be patient. You've gotten lots of practice cleaning their bums already. You just need to impart that practice onto them and give them. I mean, they're, they're not going to get it, like, you know. No, no two-year-old to three-year-old is good at wiping their own bum. That's never going to happen, right? It's funny because um, I was talking about, I was thinking about this joke uh, like two weeks ago when my fingers were really bad. And I just realized, I was like, if anybody wants to feel powerless or stupid, try wiping your ass with your other hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're used yeah. to, like if you're a righty or if you're a lefty, you're used to it. You've been doing it for years. Now try one day and say, hey, I cannot use this hand anymore. Try wiping your ass with the other one. You'll see how powerless you are. That's like a homework project for everyone, I think. I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with that being this week's homework. That's a good one. <laughs> I'll uh, text you. I'll let you know how it goes. Have you ever wondered how can you start a podcast? Well, I have been in the streaming and radio broadcast industry for about 15 years, and I share with you all my secrets in my brand new book. 
My book is called Start Podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, and it's only two ninety nine. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca dot com. For only two ninety nine, you will learn all my secrets about podcasting, from starting a podcast, my home studios, and even marketing. I recorded this commercial in my home studio, and you can learn what I use in my brand new book, only two ninety nine. So go get a copy of my brand new book, Start Podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Broadcast Engineer, only two ninety nine, available on Amazon, iBooks, Kindle, and much, much more. Start podcasting: The Secrets of a Radio Engineer, only two ninety nine, available on Amazon, iBooks, or on my website, josedelarroca.com. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Are you ready? Hey, are you ready for this? Are you hanging on the edge of your seat? I need a break. Out of the doorway, the bullets rip. Repeat to the sound of the beat. We have a little segment called Andy's jokes, and here is what Andy tells us a joke, and it is up to you to tell us whether the joke is good. Or bad, Andy goes online because he cannot go into his head and make a new song. No, I'm just kidding. He goes online or makes up a good joke and tells us a joke, and it's up to you to tell us whether the joke is good or not. And this segment is brought to you by Sober Industries. Sober Industry Industries will create the best clown costume for you. Sober Industries is in the wonderful, amazing. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's a very nice place, and probably helped a lot of people this year. Thank you very much, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And now, all the way from England, here is Andy with Andy's jokes. So this week, or this episode, I should say, uh, <laughs> two jokes this week. Um, yeah. Uh, however, they do not come from my psyche; they come from uh, the internet. But I'll tell you where after the joke. So, <clears throat> we'll do the first one first. I think you'll get this one, Jose. I don't think you're going to get the second one. But let's see if you do. All right, okay. <clears throat> what do you call a hot magnet? That is, what do you call a hot magnet? Hold on, give me five seconds. I don't know. Attractive. Ah. <laughs> that one's all right. I like that one. Oh, really? Well, the be- yeah. the second one better be good. Okay. Okay. The, the, I have to be really pron- uh, really careful with the pronunciation of this one after the absolute train crash of the last one that I did. Okay. <clears throat> Where do cow farts come from? That's where do cow farts come from? Uh, I don't know. The dairy air. Because it sounds like dairy air, which is another word for bottom. Uh, what well, are you talking to a watermelon here? Exactly. Well, that's that's why I didn't think you'd get one. Yeah. <laughs> but you now know a fancy word for bum, which is dairy air. If you guys want to be a uh, sponsor for Andy's Jokes and beat Sober Industries, the best industries for clown costumes based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you guys could send us an email, hello at josedelarroca.com, hello at josedelarroca.com. Oh, there he goes, Jose. Bye, Jose. Dos tortillas, por favor. <laughs> and you wanted to play a little game, right? And... Oh, I did. Very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I was looking for cheese the other day, uh, just to f- different types of cheese. It's a Christmas tradition thing where you get like the weirdest cheese that you could possibly find. And I found that cheeses and craft beers have very similar wanky names. So <laughs> I was thinking we could do a game very quickly where I say the name of something and you have to say whether it's cheese or a beer. Nice. So ex- and then... Uh... It doesn't have to be quick. I could think about no, it. No, right? it doesn't have to be quick. We've got some time. But yeah, so for example, if I said to you Budweiser, you'd go, yeah, that's a beer. If I said to you Cheddar, you go, that's cheese. Um, but these are fancy ones, so we'll we'll go from there. All right. 
Let's okay. do this. First one. Timber doodle. Cheese. Nailed it. Second one. <laughs> Yeastus Christ. That's beer. Yeast. There we go. All right. Nice one. Uh, Baracko Karma. Beer. No. Cheese. What? Next one. Fat Bottom Girl. Oh, that's beer. Cheese. Oh. Barely buzzed. That's a nasty cheese, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So I looked at that one, and that's actually shaped like a bum, which is quite fun. Is uh, it a nice... Uh... Next one. Uh, we'll do... No, 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 no. i got a list of them. Uh, barely buzzed. Beer. Cheese. Ugh. It's fucking weird, right? It's really bizarre. Uh, okay. We'll do two more. Um, get down American Brown. <laughs> I used to be my... My nickname in high school, but I'll go beer. <laughs> Beer's correct. <laughs> um, and then we'll do... Can I have okay, brown we'll... and cheese? I'd... They're the best things. Brown and cheese together. Can't can't go better. Uh, drunken hooligan. Ugh, beer. Cheese. What? <laughs> and last one. Oh, which one should I choose? Uh, stinking bishop. Ah... Uh... Sounds like a tricky one. <laughs> Cheese. Nailed it. Cheese. Cheese. There you go. There you go. All have wanky names. All very hard to SEO. Don't know why they do. But yeah, there we go. Uh, before we go, anything that you want to say? Shout outs. Uh, last comments. Anything? Uh, so tomorrow is... Uh, basically Remembrance Sunday in the UK um, and across a lot of Europe to mark the end of the Great War, so World War One. Um, so yeah, just like, you know, take a moment tomorrow if you can to remember the fallen and the sacrifices that people have made. Uh, and also shout out to my family, uh, shout out to wife, shout out to my son, uh, and shout out to you, man, for, for putting on this awesome podcast even when I'm I'm not here. Uh, finding amazing guests that puts when I'm actually on to shame and uh, yeah um, yeah that's it that's a great uh, uh, I didn't know they celebrated something like that like uh, so the first war right yeah but it's kind of like so it's the it's really the 11th I think it's the 11th of November 1101 was when the armistice day kind of kicked off i think oh god will's gonna be on us again because i'm pretty sure that's not correct um but <laughs> basically it's it's to remember all war dead and it's kind of been adopted by the 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 royal legion over here as like a, a way to raise money for um uh essentially uh, charities related to um um you know soldiers and uh, people in the armed forces to uh, basically go back to normal life or rehabilitation for injuries or whatever so it's a really really good cause um and it's you know it's something that's um basically it's a mainstay of of everyone's life in the uk it's a lot like your veterans day right uh, it's very very similar um so yeah it's it's it's, it's a sad day but it's kind of a, a triumphant day it's a day for you know like it is just to remember the sacrifices that other people have made and like you know for me i went down the the the, the family tree you know, whole during the first lockdown. And that was always interesting to kind of hear the stories of, of, you know, it's amazing how the two world wars have, have impacted society and great granddads, great grandfathers or whatever. So yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something that I'd recommend people check out if they're interested in their heritage and their history. That's interesting that you bring it up because I actually text you something about, um, kind of related to this. I don't know if you kind of relates of course doesn't relate because it's a national hol holiday or uh in the europe yeah. um i mean i usually don't say things that i do uh outside for good but this year i wanted to do something different because um uh, so last year i decided to reach out to my friends who have served in the army marines air force whatever you want to call it And I wanted to do something for the troops. And I think uh, I always say that no matter whether you're a girl or a man, 
if you are serving this great country, you're a better man than I am. Uh, you're a braver man than I am. So if I ever see somebody on the street, just, uh, you know, say thank you. And then if I see him at a bar, I'll buy him a beer. Um, mm. I always feel that people like that, they deserve more than politicians and stuff like that. What do you want, want to call it? So last year I decided to, you know, I just wanted to send troops something. And I discovered how the uh, USO, you could donate money and they use the money to help uh, the troops during the holidays where they send them deodorants and stuff like that. But I just wanted to do it more personally. And since I said, hey, I know so many people who have served in this country, let me just call them and be like, hey, do you know anybody that is serving right now? Can you give me the address? Because it was going to be that easy. And it <laughs> turned out that it wasn't that easy. After my friend uh, contacted somebody on Facebook and I got an address from a, a military man and this, it, it turned out to be a base that kind of nobody knew in Afghanistan. And it was very weird shipping things and he explained how everything worked. So I decided to get a, it turns out that the United States Post Office, if you're going to send a care package, They send you everything for free. They send you the box, the tape, the labels. All you had to do is put everything inside the box that is already pre-weighted so they know how much it's going to be. And they actually give you a discount. So, for example, that box normally would have cost me like $150 to ship to Mexico, England, whatever. But it only cost me like $25 to ship it to the base. I still don't know where in Afghanistan is because they don't even tell you. It's just a code that you put in the address and so what i did is i had some few uh ps4 games that i had never played um and then i put them there i got a lot of uh i searched what to get and then i it, it was like jerky turkey and things that will not melt will support yeah. the things i went to like the 99 cent store or the dollar tree and i got a bunch of toothpastes and uh white bees and my friend said the white bees is like the best thing you could send them to anybody in the military so i got a bunch of white bees uh stuff like that and i put it in a box and uh <laughs> i went to the mail thing and then he's like you're actually missing a couple of things so you need to go back and and then i fixed it and then went again and i sent them and i had to pay insurance and he i still don't know if he got it or not because But I told them, like, the guy said that if you don't get it back, that means they got it, right? Nice, nice. And this year, I wanted to do something similar. But I said, you know what? Let's do something even bigger. Uh, I'm kind of financially in, in the limbo, uh, even though I just received good news about something that is may happen. Uh, I'm probably going to start working for USC again, so that could help me a little bit. Um, And two weeks ago, I just wanted to shave my beard. And it's uh, no shave November. So everything started coming along. And I said, you know what? What if I just shave my beard and people kind of do something about it and, and give me money to shave my beard? And I'll use that money and actually uh, just give it to the USO. And then I called my friend and I said, hey, is the USO a good place to just to give them money. And they're like, yeah, it's the best place you could do. They're like the the place that you should do. Anybody should donate to the USO. And I'm like, all right. So it's funny because I, this year, if you're still hearing this and if you still uh, are listening, uh, I want your opinion. So what I wanted to do is basically, since it's no shave November, I wanted to auction my beard. And if I get, get a certain amount about a thousand dollars every single penny that i get for shaving my beard i will donate it to the uso so for example um if i get 500 bucks i'll shave my beard if i get a thousand i'll shave my beard it has to be more than 500 by the way and but this is just a thought we're just planning as we go along And if I get 500 or 1,000, I'll shave my beard and I'll use every single penny that I get and just give it to the USO. And that's how we'll contribute to the USO. Uh, because I also called my friend and I asked him what should be better if I raise money 
and I get a bunch of care packages, do it myself and ship them or just give the money to the USO. He immediately says, just give the money to the USO. And so that's an idea that I want to do this month. And if anybody's listening and thinks it's a good idea, send me an email, hello at josedelarroca.com. If you have a better idea or if I didn't word what I'm trying to do good, send me an email. Tell me how I should do it, how it should be, and how we could help the basically the military because I believe that those guys who are away from their homes every single holiday and they're serving for this great country deserve more than they have and we need to show them how much they're important to us and you know I'm here talking to great Andy right here while people are over there fighting for freedom and I think that's important for us to showcase so if anybody thinks this is a good idea send me an email Uh, if you think you have a better idea, send me an email. Hello at josedelarroca.com. This is a great country. It was a pleasure to vote, to exercise the right that I deserve after waiting 17 years. I'm not the greatest person. I had done a lot of mistakes. And by the way, everything that I do is not for me to show you who I am. It's to show my nephew, my niece, and my son a little bit of how people could be good to create a better country for them. I'm not doing things like that for you. (laughs) Just doing it to be a good role model for all three of them. And for sometimes, and hopefully, Andy to be here every week. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Jose Jose de Roca. You have been listening to Dad Without a Dad. What they got to say, I throw it up, it's falling down, it's definitely in the way. More three niggas, talk beefless, on the phone, and still takes the money in the way. What they got to say, I throw it up, it's falling down, it's